Hello, family and friends. I'm honored here for day three with Chaplain and Pastor Steve Brown from Evansville, Indiana. And Steve, it's been quite a blessing. And we should have been recording the last 20 minutes of our talking. But, you know, we got to talk a little bit about evangelism in, in America. And it's not just evangelism, but we got to start there. And Steve, I, th- I thought your example about the clock was really interesting. But if you don't mind just sharing your thoughts, kind of what you've learned from all these years in the jails and prisons and, and evangelism. Thank you, Greg, and I've really enjoyed this time together. Greg and I were just sharing about the number of people that are incarcerated here in the United States of America. Somewhere around 2,300,000 are incarcerated, only second to South Africa. That's a lot of people in a country that claims to be a Christian nation. And the proof of the pie is in the pudding. I mean, you just have to look at it and say, we're saying one thing, but something else is happening. Our jails are running over. Our juvenile detention centers are running over. And evangelism is going, uh, let me say this first of all, we have to define what it means to be saved and what it means to be lost. Uh, When a man is lost, that's his standing or his position before God prior to salvation. Salvation, when he's saved, that means he's been delivered. That salvation brings about deliverance and it's accomplished by no other than Jesus Christ himself through his life, death, burial, and resurrection. So when I got saved, and when Greg got saved, we just we were talking. We want to go out and share this good news. Yeah. You, it's, it's like having a good steak. If you got a good steak, you want to tell somebody where you got it and how good it is. Yeah. And when I look at evangelism, I look at it from this point of view. If you can just use your mind here for a second, your imagination, think of a clock on the wall with the numbers on it. Where the number nine is, write the word reach. R-E-A-C-H, reach. Where you see the number 12, write the word win. Where you see the number three, write the word build. And where you see the number six, write the word sin. And what you have on that clock is reach, win, build, and sin. That's the gospel. In the center of that clock, write the word Christ. So we want to reach the world. What do we want to reach the world with? There's only one message, the gospel. First okay. Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Moreover, brother, not declaring to you the gospel. Yep. And what is the gospel? The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yep. So we've reached them, but now we want to win them. Paul says, Romans 10, 13, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raised from the dead, you can be saved. Romans 10, 13, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord should be saved. Yep. So we've reached we won them, but now we got to build them up in the Word. 2 Timothy 2.15, study to show yourself approved. Yep. Unto God a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of the truth. 1 Peter 2 and 2, even as newborn babes in Christ desires the sincere, pure milk of the Word. A new Christian is going to want to pray. A new Christian is going to want to know God's Word. Man can't tell me he's trusted Jesus Christ. Church doesn't matter. He doesn't want to be publicly baptized and be affiliated, that badge of his commitment to Christ. And then last, sin. The Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Go into all the world. Yep. Acts 1 and 8. Ye are my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the most parts of the earth. So I keep that picture in my mind. More and more young men are coming to prisons and jails every day in the work that Greg and I do. We see it. And the, the problem today is they're beginning, becoming comfortable with it. I have five young men that I've ministered to in the alternative schools, in the juvenile detention center, and finally in the Vandenberg County Jail. 
All five of them right now in a serving time at a supermax prison here in Indiana. All five. All five of them, Greg, caught their cases before they were 21 years old. All five of them took the life of somebody before they're 25 years old. It's like it doesn't bother me to take another man's life. This seems like there's nowhere safe. And then we, then we bring the race card into the game. I'm always fascinated with Jesus' conversation with the woman at the well. He had to break through several barriers to this woman said, come and see a man that's told me everything that I've ever done. Yeah. You know, so uh, evangelism, and it is the largest mission field in the world where people are incarcerated because you always have a captive audience. Yeah. And you know as well as I do, we don't beg anybody to come out. We go in and we say, we're having a worship service. Yep. Guys want to come. Now you know you're going to get people. I think the Bible talks about a remnant. There's mm -hmm. always just a few. Yep. Everybody in there is not going to get saved. Yep. But the ones who do, it will produce something in their life. The Bible says faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. And it will produce something. We are his workmanship created into good works. Yep. So just dealing with this prison and jail ministry has really given me a purpose. Yep. I see these guys back out on the street. I don't hammer them. Just your presence sometimes on the basketball court. Uh, guy said, well, you know, I'm a gangbanger. I'm a crip. I'm a blood. I said, you really don't know the banger. Let me tell you who the banger is. The banger is the one says, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. You're going to get banged. Yeah. And it's going to be by Almighty God. God is merciful. He's just. But he doesn't play. Yep. And I think we've, we've taken his mercy and his grace for granted. Yep. I believe the rapture of the church is the next thing to happen on the prophetic calendar. Yep. We know that ushers in the great tribulation period. We know. Yep. What's going to happen? Yep. You, we got to have as much concern for a lost soul, uh, Greg, as we would for a man drowned in the Ohio River. If you yep. and I were standing there, we'd throw in a lifeline. Yep. But you know, throwing a man in the Ohio River, a lifeline, only saves his life. Yep. It's the gospel that will save his soul. Yep. You know, I've got a little spray bottle in my ministry bag, Steve. I typically have with me when I go to preach anywhere, including the jails. And you know, I love in James where it talks about our life is like a mist, like a vapor, mm -hmm. and then it's gone. And, you know, being an engineer, I like to put things in perspective. And so I tell those guys to imagine yourself standing next to the ocean and how many sprays it would take just to fill up that section of the ocean, trillions upon trillions. That ocean represents the beginning of eternity. It's not even started good yet then. We're in this little vapor of time called life, and then we're going to live in one of two places for eternity of time, forever and ever and ever. And that's where the love comes in, Steve, you know, and reaching these people to realize that, and I, you know, I guess I, and I'm sure you're the same way. I realized I was heading for hell for the first number of years of my life because my mom wasn't going to get me to heaven or my dad or anybody, right? It was my personal decision, right? And I had never accepted Jesus as my personal savior. And so, you know, I admire the love that you have, Steve, for going out and reaching these guys because every soul matters to God. Every last one. And there's so many in those jails, like you said, that just don't. And some of them do know Jesus. They just messed up, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of them, they maybe grew up religious, right? Where they might have, they might go through the motions, but they don't know Jesus in their heart. You know, Greg, a few years ago, we just had to fight against just hard-head, disobedient people. But now we got to fight the drug. 
We got to fight fentanyl, heroin, crystal meth, things that just destroy the mind. You really don't have anything to communicate with. And if anybody is listening to this message and you're going down that road, from Greg and Steve, let me tell you, do what the prodigal son did. You've gone far enough down that road. Turn around right now. The father is waiting, man. He is. He's waiting. You've gone far enough down that road. You've been in the pig pen of life. And you know what you got? A heavenly father will say, kill the fetid calf. Put the best shoes on him. Give me a robe. My son that was lost is now found. It's not how far down in sin you go. It's the fact that you're in sin. Well, Steve, will you lead those people that how they would come to Jesus? I believe there's people listening today that are ready for that. Father God, I, again, I thank you for your mercy and your grace. If there's someone listening today, Lord, he doesn't have to have a great knowledge of the Bible. He doesn't have to know the Old and New Testament. All he has to do is agree and say amen to God about, I am a sinner. All sinners are lost apart from the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Christ died on the cross. It's done. He was buried. It's done. He rolled again from the grave. It's done. And he says, if you'll trust me, let me take your life and I can make you something that you never were. I can make you a new creation in Christ. Drugs don't have to take over your life. The guns, you can put them down. He can give you the desires of your heart if you would but trust him. Solomon said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He'll save you right now. As I used to say on the playground, I dare you. I double dare you to put your faith and trust in the God-man. Fully God and fully man. You're going to meet him one day. Made him saved. Don't hear those words. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. It's just a simple prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Steve. Praise God. And if you if said that prayer... And you gave your heart to Jesus, get, contact me. I can get you in contact with Steve. I'd love to pray with you. He'd love to pray with you. You need to get into a good church. You know, the Bible says don't forsake the gathering of the brethren. Don't be at home trying to be your own big deal and doing your own thing. Get That's plugged right. in and let that pastor help you grow and those people in that church. So, well, if you want to get a hold of Steve or myself, you can contact us through celebratejesusministry <clears throat> at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.